0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quality Interviews, a podcast of the Society of Quality Assurance where we talk to leading QA professionals about all things quality. I'm Robert with uh, SQA headquarters, and today I had the pleasure to talk with SQA's incoming president, Cheryl McCarthy, RQAP GCP. Cheryl's director of Research Quality Assurance at Ironwood Pharmaceuticals, which is a company committed to advancing the treatment of GI diseases and redefining the standard of care for GI patients. Uh, She supports quality and compliance for GCP, GLP, and good pharmacovigilance practices or GVP quality systems. Um, She also works on leading a risk-based audit program supporting clinical and post-approval development activities. Uh, Cheryl has 20 years of industry experience with a focus on quality initiatives. She has established and maintained GCP quality management systems for CROs and sponsors. Uh, she also has been active in SQA as a member of numerous committees and as a basic and advanced GCP trainer. Um, she was vice president of SQA, uh, in 2022 and is taking on the reins this year as president. Uh, finally, she was also a former elected member of the SQA education committee and the SQA board of directors. She served, she served on the board from 2017 to 2019. Uh, Cheryl, as always, it's great to talk to you. Um, We're looking forward to this. Um, So tell us a little bit about where you're based and let's just sort of like give you a sense of geography for for people listening.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Robert, for that. It's really great to talk to you as well. Um, So Ironwood is actually based in downtown Boston. Mm -hmm. I am physically located between Boston and Providence on the 495-95 corridor in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, Some people know them for the Patriots. Yes. And um, so I am in that area.
0: Cool. That's great. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you were, uh, how you got into your quality career, what that sort of initial foray looked like.
1: Sure. Um, I was actually planning to be a math teacher in my career and found, yeah, found myself, um, being influenced by a high school science teacher who suggested that I look into engineering because I liked science and I liked math. So I ended up going to school for biomedical engineering and learning that I did not want to be a biomedical engineer. But what I did learn was there's a lot of theory and research and um, quality that was actually built into those engineering principles and started getting into different areas in my career from working in a lab at a hospital to working for an electronic medical record uh, company where I was very focused on data, quality control, quality assurance. And later in my my career decided I was going to take a break and then somehow got into clinical research where I was doing validation work for a company that was a small CRO outside of the Boston area. And it's been really exciting ever since. So it just kind of fell in my lap one day and the person who was head of quality had decided he was leaving the company and they said, Hey, you like SOPs and, and you like training here, you be quality. And that's all those great things I loved about, you know, working with the details and working with the data mm-hmm. uh, brought me to this point. I
0: kind of jumped in. It sounds like somebody said here, you got an opening and take, take the opportunity.
1: Yeah. I think that's a lot of what happens to those of us in the quality profession. There's a lot more structured programs now for it, but mm-hmm. you know, as I was coming up in my career, it was very much a necessity of a role being filled and and I'm grateful for that because I love every bit about it.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what would you like members to know about SQA?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, how I originally got involved with SQA is I was uh, at that company outside of Boston and, and a client came in and did an audit of us and said, oh, it looks like you like to teach. Uh, SQA is doing their quality college in Boston this year. Uh, why, don't, why don't you come and join our faculty for GCP training? And I said, you guess do GCP training. And I didn't know. and My previous person who had been uh, quality assurance at that company was very much on the, on the manufacturing side and was directing me to some other, um, organizations. So when we get, I looked at SQA after talking to this person who had come in, I realized they had everything that I needed. I was a department of one. So all the different areas that I needed to focus on in my new role, SQA had content for and support for, so I think that's really what I want SQA to know, Mm -hmm. um, that what we can do for our members is so varied. It's not just regulation. It's all the other different opportunities for collaboration and networking and learning Mm -hmm. uh, that I still participate in today. So I think that's really what I, I want our members to know. There's a lot out there that you can participate in as well as contribute to.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like it's also a way to help extend, you know, quote unquote, somebody's quality department or QA. To find yeah. some more resources to help, uh, just do your job better and and be more involved in that sense. Um, so you talked about the members, which is great. What does SQI meant to you? And and you know, you talked a little bit about that, but um, you know, was do you have any sort of personal stories about like how it started for you or what sort of how it made an impact for you initially?
1: Yeah. So getting that opportunity to come and join uh, the quality college, mm-hmm. the faculty for that was. Um, door opening for me. I got to meet so many people who were um, experts in this area and they took um, their time to help mentor me. And I think as part of what I've learned over the years and what it has brought to me personally is everything that I've received, I've tried to give back. So being part of the mentoring committee, being part of um, different specialty sections, trying to Participate in training classes and also be the recipient of that. So, what it's brought to me is I would not have the career that I have today if it wasn't for SQA, and I also I don't think professionally and personally would have grown to where I am to even have this opportunity to be president next this year for the organization. That it's um, it's all of that that helped contribute. So that's what it meant to me, and hopefully, it's I'm giving that back, and someone else will have this opportunity in the future, and will be a little bit influenced by what I may have done. Okay,
0: that's great. So, I mean, moving to your role as president, is there uh, something that you really, you know, what do you hope to achieve this year and how do you want to leave SQA better than than how you found it?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. one of the things that i've seen happen over the the years um both from the education committee standpoint and also being on the board mm-hmm. is we're really trying to target different segments of our organization so this past year i had worked on a student task force which is also an opportunity to bring our next generation in mm-hmm. and how we can help them understand what a profession in quality can mean we also had board approval later that this past year about um, a leadership forum. So getting an opportunity for our leaders in SQA and helping them um, both support each other and help influence some of those that are looking to become leaders in in their companies or in in some other capacity. So one thing I think I just want to say is there's something that's been really impactful in my life in a number of different ways. And it's a poem called Bits and Pieces. And it's Basically says you find you're made of bits and pieces of all who have ever touched your life and you're more because of it and you would be less if they had not touched you. So that's my goal for next year as as president in 2023 is to figure out how to help those that can be those next leaders and inspirations and um, leave a little bit of myself in, in what we're able to accomplish.
0: Who Do you know who wrote the poem, the bits and pieces poem? I
1: believe it's Lois Chaney.
0: Lois Cheney. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I'll, I'll, I'm going to look for that because I haven't heard of that before. And that's a, a really cool way to look, think about it. So, you know, I know we sort of talked a little about your profession and how you started and, you know, what you do in that space. Um, what do you do outside the, for when you're not doing quality and, and you know, not at work.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, my husband and I bought kayaks a number of years ago. So we, we have tended, uh, to find wherever we can explore Mm -hmm. in the New England area and outside. So that's been part of our our summers, at least you can't do that too much in the winter up here in New England. Oh God, no. <laughs> um the the other part of my favorite activity is just to be engaged with my children and my family. So I have three daughters. So whatever they're involved with, sometimes I get get to participate in that. Um and then on just a real personal note, I am a 1980s hairband girl. So anytime I get wow. to listen to absolutely anytime I get to listen to the 80s, the, uh Bon Jovi still yeah. is, always will be. <laughs>
0: always living on a prayer, huh?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) That's great. Um, are any of your daughters in quality? I I was, I just before we leave that or they,
1: yeah, it's actually really interesting. So, um, When I was working for a small CRO here in Massachusetts, I actually had the opportunity to hire my oldest daughter. So she was just graduated from college Uh and she had come in and was helping me with some documentation. So organization of information, et cetera. Uh She is a teacher at um, a residential school here for children with autism. And one Uh of the things that they have to do is manage credential documentation when they get um, evaluated by the state and other agencies. So they realized that she was very good at organizing all of that documentation and, and managing that perspective that she gets volunteered for that every time credentials come up. So, yeah, I think she, she learned a little bit about the quality profession and applies it in her day-to-day job.
0: That's cool. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so I like to end these, uh, these interviews with something. There's a, a, I'm sure some people may have heard of Marcel Proust and his, uh, questionnaire it's not unlike if you remember the actor studio there was uh the gentleman would ask the guests sort of like lightning questions about certain things about the personality so i have a few here i'm gonna i'm gonna throw at you and let's see how we just to make this a little more interesting for folks okay so um so one of the questions on the proust questionnaire uh is you know what do you consider your greatest achievement
1: That's a great question. Um, Professionally, I think my greatest achievement happened um, about six or seven years ago, where I had an opportunity to hire an intern. It just wasn't budget to bring in a full time staff at that point. And I wanted to make it an opportunity for a college student that um, might not otherwise have gotten into clinical research or knew about it. So I ended up hiring a person, um, was able to collaborate with another internal colleague, and we mentored and fostered her into a manager and she ended up becoming a full-time employee. And that was the most accomplished thing from my career that I can, can stand by and say, I made a difference in someone's life. And the only thing we ever asked of her is that when she gets an opportunity in the future in her career to do that for somebody else. Cool. That's neat. Yeah.
0: Uh, switching gears a little bit here, going back to, to uh, sort of uh, one other question here. What is your most treasured possession?
1: Uh, my wedding ring. Oh, I know. I've been married over 30 years. So yeah, I am. That's my most treasured procession. That's great.
0: So uh, what or who is the greatest love of your life?
1: So I would have to say my children. I'm very proud of my three girls and, and all that they've accomplished. Um, my life would not have been the same without them.
0: That's neat. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what do you think it would be?
1: I reflect back on a birthday card I gave to one of my girls a number of years ago on, um, what it would be like to be a house cat. And I think that's what I would like to come back as, as a house cat. There's a lot of, um, resting and treats and observing and just kind of. Independent. Um, yeah. I, I think I would really like to come back as a house cat. Well,
0: cool. And the last one here, uh, you've been, you've been a good sport about all this. Uh, so if you had a, what would you say your motto is? What is your motto?
1: Um, I, my motto is be kind and matter. It's the only thing I've ever asked of my girls. And I ask it of myself is be kind in situations and matter to someone. It doesn't have to be, um, something really obvious either, just making a difference in people's lives. And one person came up to me when we were at the annual meeting in Palm Springs and sat down next to me. And he said, you may not remember me, but I remember you. And I said, OK, he's says, ominous. I know I, he was actually very friendly. So he okay. he said, I met you at the Anaheim meeting and he goes, you went out of your way to be very kind and and, and answered my questions and and helped because he I never forgot that and I'll never forget him saying that to me. So be kind and matter.
0: Well, that's great. Well, we've been talking to Cheryl McCarthy, who is the incoming president for SQA starting January 1, 2023. Cheryl, is there anything before we go that I I didn't ask you that you wanted to say, or we, I always like to give that out for people if there's something they want to say and I didn't get a chance to ask them.
1: Yeah, I think we had a great conversation, Robert. Thank you for the opportunity. And I really hope um, those that are listening to this know that the board's approachable and that we're here to support the organization. So please reach out if there's anything that uh, we can do or answer any questions that you may have about the organization. And we look forward to a great 2023.
0: Yeah, you're going to be at the annual meeting, I take it, right?
1: I will be at the annual meeting, correct. That's it's a good. global meeting. I hope everyone gets oh, a chance yeah, to great. experience that.
0: Yeah, they don't have, that happens every what? Uh, three years? Every three years, every yeah. Three years? Okay, well, that'll yeah. be fun. Uh, and lots of regulators, I'm sure, always love to come to those things. It's quite a it's quite a gathering.
1: Yeah, and we're in National Harbor outside of D.C., so it's a great uh, location for their participation. Yeah. yeah great.
0: Uh, well, Cheryl, it's been great. I will catch up with you soon, and thanks for making the time to talk to me.
1: Great. Have a great day, Robert. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. The Society of Quality Assurance interview podcast is a production of the Communication and History Committee. If there's a conversation you'd like to hear on the podcast, drop us a line at publications at sqa.org. Thanks for listening.